Hello, and welcome to the Diet Diatribe podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got a great show planned for you guys today. Lots of dietary stuff on the horizon. But first and foremost, I want to wish everyone a happy new year and also let everyone know that's listening to the podcast that we're not doctors, nurses, or medical professionals. Do not take what we say on the show as medical advice. If you have an issue, go see your doctor. If you're considering a diet and exercise plan to meet your diet goals and your New Year's resolutions for 2023, go see your doctor first. You can make sure you're healthy enough for any of that. Okay, let's jump right into the first article for the day. It is titled, Seven Foods You Shouldn't Cut Out If You're Trying to Lose Weight, According to a Dietitian. Natalie Rizzo wrote this article. It's that time of year again when trending diets run amok. There might be several foods you're mentally putting into a do-not-eat list if you have weight loss goals. But instead of cutting out some of your favorite foods and living in a place of no, what about embracing the wide variety of foods you can eat in a healthy and balanced eating pattern? Contrary to what you've heard in the past, these seven foods can help you get there. Not only are they super nutritious, but they all also have research linking them to weight loss and health. And maybe you will be pleasantly surprised to see a few of the foods on this list that you weren't expecting. Number one, avocados. This creamy tropical fruit can get a bad reputation because of the amount of calories and fat it contains. But the good news is that the delicious avocado can and should be part of your healthy diet. Each one-third of a medium avocado packs three grams of dietary fiber alongside unsaturated fatty acids to keep your hunger at bay. Avocados are one of the only fruits with beneficial unsaturated fat, which has been linked to heart health and weight maintenance. As a matter of fact, in a 2019 observational study in the Journal of Nutrients of over 55,000 people, it was found that those who ate avocados were less likely to gain weight during the study duration of 4 to 11 years. Researchers attribute these findings to the fiber in avocados, which helps promote a feeling of fullness and beneficial hormones in the gut that may positively affect weight and appetite. The only downside is avocados don't pack much protein. They suggest pairing avocados with protein sources like beans, lentils, eggs, or hemp seeds. Number two, nuts. They might be high in calories, but there's an abundance of research that concludes nuts are an important part of a healthy diet. According to research, adding pistachios to a calorie-restricted diet can contribute to weight loss and may impart additional health benefits, like reducing blood sugar. The good news is these results aren't exclusive to one type of nut. Other studies on walnuts, almonds, pistachios, pecans, cashews, and more show similar results. Nuts have a not-so-secret nutrient that makes them great for weight management, unsaturated fat. A small randomized controlled trial in the Journal of Nutrition of Healthy Adults compared those who ate their normal diet versus those who ate a diet high in polyunsaturated fat for seven days. Those who ate the high-fat diet experienced a spike in hormones that made them feel full, causing them to eat less overall. Another 2019 study in the BMJ Nutrition Prevention and Health Journal of over 100,000 healthy adults found that replacing just half a serving per day of less nutritious foods with nuts was associated with less long-term weight gain and lower incidences of obesity. Include a handful of nuts in your day as a portable snack or use them as a topper for salads, grain bowls, oatmeal, or even soups. If you prefer nut butter, opt for one that is made with just nuts and salt. Pay attention to portions. All you need is one ounce of nuts, which is about 15 to 20, depending on the nut size, in order to reap those benefits. Number three, seeds. 
They may be small, but they're mighty in the nutrition department. Similar to nuts, seeds are known for their unsaturated fat content, and they also pack a fiber and protein punch. Chia seeds in particular have a special quality that can absorb more than 10 times their weight in water, allowing them to swell in your digestive tract to keep you satisfied. A 2017 randomized controlled trial in nutrition, metabolism, and cardiovascular diseases of 77 overweight individuals who ate 30 grams of chia seeds per day, which is about two tablespoons, for six months lost more weight than the participants who did not eat chia seeds, and a 2017 meta-analysis of obesity reviews found the participants who regularly ingested whole flax seeds had lower body weight. Both studies credit their findings to the fiber in the seeds. It's fair to say adding more chia, hemp, flax, or pumpkin seeds to your diet is a healthy choice. For an extra 20 calories per teaspoon, you will benefit from protein, fiber, coveted omega-3 fats, and prolonged fullness. Sprinkle a teaspoon or two on yogurt, oatmeal, or add them to your smoothies. Potatoes. Whether you prefer a white potato or the sweeter variety, adding this tuber to your plate can help support your nutritional goals. One medium potato has 151 calories and about 12% of your daily fiber needs. In particular, sweet potatoes are loaded with vitamin A and white potatoes are packed with potassium, an electrolyte that is important for blood pressure. Both types of potatoes contain resistant starch, a type of carbohydrate that is resistant to digestion and has been linked to lower levels of leptin, a hormone that increases appetite. Furthermore, a 2020 study in the journal Nutrients found that eating a potato helps suppress appetite and short-term food intake. So enjoy the versatile starchy veg as part of your eating pattern to support a healthy weight. Fruit. With the low-carb craze, fruit often gets a bad reputation, but the 2020 to 2025 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommend having two servings of fruit per day as part of a healthy lifestyle. Not to mention, most fruits are an excellent source of fiber which can keep you feeling full and can protect you against chronic diseases. Research also found that regularly eating fruit is inversely associated with obesity. Plus, data from over 100,000 healthy adults suggests that eating more fruits is correlated to less weight gain. If you're avoiding starchier, higher sugar foods in the name of weight loss, you may want to rethink that decision. For example, bananas contain resistant starch, which can help you eat fewer calories overall. Number six, whole grains. These grains are another great source of fiber. Research shows that those who ate more whole grains were less likely to struggle with their weight, and that even included foods like whole grain bread, brown rice, and whole wheat pasta. So carb lovers rejoice. Doctors recommend eating a variety of whole grains like farro, brown rice, quinoa, sorghum, and oats to reap the benefits. Plus, research suggests that eating whole grains in place of refined grain may help induce weight loss. It's no surprise that researchers credit this finding to the fiber that makes you feel full, so you eat fewer calories overall. And then seven, dessert. You read that right. You can eat dessert and still meet your weight loss goals. Avoiding dessert at all costs is a habit that is not sustainable and was born from diet culture. Restricting the food you love will most likely cause intense cravings and cravings that can lead to subsequent binges and overeating. This causes guilt, which leads to more restrictions, and the cycle continues. Instead, eat the dessert you love, enjoy it, and move on without guilt. The best dessert to choose for weight loss? Well, that's up to you. Choose a small portion of something that is satisfying to eat, eat it slowly, and savor every last bite. If you want more, you can always go back for it, but shift your focus on being mindful and present while you eat. You might find yourself feeling more satisfied. The bottom line, to put it simply, there is no food that is off limits in a healthy eating pattern, even if you're trying to lose weight. 
Though you may have heard that you need to cut out foods like fruit, potatoes, and dessert, research shows that this is not actually the case. The important thing to do is make healthy dietary changes that are realistic and pleasant for you, so you'll actually enjoy sticking with them for the long haul. Next article. And this is somewhat related. Potatoes aren't always bad for you. It's all in the preparation, new study indicates. And Shiv Sudhakar wrote this article. A new study shares some sympathy for a much maligned vegetable, the potato. It found that the way the potato is prepared, including what people add to it, is what's associated with type 2 diabetes rather than the humble vegetable itself. The study was published in Diabetes Care, a peer-reviewed journal by the American Diabetes Association for Healthcare Providers. Previous research had shown an association between diabetes and total potato intake. A team of Australian researchers explored the relationship of vegetable intake and the incidence of type 2 diabetes. The researchers also examined the relationship of potato consumption and the incidence of type 2 diabetes. Over 54,000 participants ages 50 to 64 were recruited from the Danish Diet Cancer and Health Cohort, which examined the relationship between dietary components and the incidence of cancer and other chronic diseases. The participants filled out a 192-item food frequency questionnaire at the start of the study. Those who took part noted how often they ate a particular food for the past 12 months. The intake of foods and nutrients were then estimated using standard recipes and the software FoodCalc. The researchers found that those with the highest total vegetable intake had a 21% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes compared with a group with the lowest intake of vegetables after adjusting for lifestyle and demographic variables. They also found that participants with the highest potato consumption had a 9% higher risk of type 2 diabetes compared to the group who ate the lowest daily amount. When we separated the boiled potatoes from mashed potatoes, fries, or chips, boiled potatoes were no longer associated with a higher risk of diabetes. They had a null effect. The study found that those who ate the most potatoes also consumed more butter, red meat, and soft drinks, which are also known to increase the risk of type 2 diabetes. When you account for that, boiled potatoes are no longer associated with diabetes. It's only fries and mashed potatoes, the latter likely because they're usually made with butter and cream. Approximately 90% of the adults don't meet fruit and vegetable recommendations, according to the United States Department of Agriculture's latest dietary guidelines. The guidelines recommend that most adults consume two cups, or the equivalent, of fruits and two and a half cups of vegetables daily. Experts suggest that aiming for four half-cup servings of fruit and five half-cup servings of vegetables every day put these recommendations into practice. The American Heart Association suggests fruit and vegetables should fill half the plate for each meal to meet these goals. One cup of raw leafy vegetables or a baked potato should be about the size of a baseball or an average fist, the association added to its website. Doctors also recommend eating a variety. It's good to replace white rice and pasta with boiled potatoes as potatoes have fiber, vitamin C, and other nutrients, and a potato is still a vegetable. We get other nutrients from potatoes that we do not find in white rice or pasta, doctors say. Refined grains are low in certain nutrients like fiber, so they can lead to nutritional deficiencies. The study had certain limitations, including that the participants' diets were self-reported and the researchers only measured their diets at one point in time. Doctors believe that repeated measurements of dietary intake would give a more accurate estimate of a complete diet. They also said the study is only a prospective study, so it cannot establish a causal link between vegetable intake and diabetes, such as noting that eating less vegetables actually causes diabetes. 
People eat food rarely in isolation. We should look at the bigger picture when assessing the relationship between dietary intake and diet and disease incidence. It's crucial to look at the underlying dietary pattern and food processing method to see what other culprits are rather than blaming one food. So if you're going to eat potatoes, don't do the fried potatoes or the mashed potatoes. Do a baked potato, minimum butter, or a boiled potato. Next article, seven health benefits of Manuka honey based on science. Manuka honey is a type of honey that is native to New Zealand. It's produced by bees who pollinate the flower, commonly known as the Manuka bush. Manuka honey has antibacterial properties that set it apart from traditional honey. The active ingredient is also likely responsible for those antibacterial effects. Additionally, Manuka honey has antiviral, anti-inflammatory, and antioxidant benefits. In fact, it has traditionally been used for wound healing, soothing sore throats, preventing tooth decay, and improving digestive issues. Here are seven science-based health benefits of Manuka honey. Number one, aid in wound healing. Since ancient times, honey has been used to treat wounds, burns, sores, and boils. In 2007, Manuka honey was approved by the U.S. FDA as an option for wound treatment. Honey offers antibacterial and antioxidant properties, all while maintaining a moist wound environment and a protective barrier, which prevents microbial infections in the wound. Multiple studies have shown that Manuka honey can enhance wound healing, amplify the regeneration of tissue, and even decrease pain in patients suffering from burns. For example, a one two-week study investigated the effects of applying Manuka honey dressings on 40 people with non-healing wounds. The results showed that 88% of the wounds decreased in size. Moreover, it helped create an acidic wound environment, which favors wound healing. What's more, Manuka honey may help heal diabetic ulcers. A Saudi Arabian study found that Manuka honey wound dressings, when used in combination with conventional wound treatment, healed diabetic ulcers more effectively than conventional treatment alone. And additionally, a Greek study showed that Manuka honey wound dressings reduced healing time and disinfected wounds in patients with diabetic foot ulcers. Another study observed the effectiveness of Manuka honey in healing eyelid wounds after surgery. They found all eyelid wounds healed well, regardless of whether the incisions were treated with Manuka honey or Vaseline. However, patients reported that scarring treated with Manuka honey was less stiff and significantly less painful compared to scarring treatments with Vaseline. Lastly, Manuka honey is effective at treating wound infections caused by antibiotic-resistant strains. Hence, the regular topical application of Manuka honey on wounds and infections may help prevent MRSA. Number two, promote oral health. According to the CDC, almost 50% of Americans have some form of periodontal disease. To avoid tooth decay and keep your gums healthy, it's important to minimize bad oral bacteria that can cause plaque formation. It's also important not to totally wipe out the good oral bacteria that is responsible for keeping your mouth healthy. Studies have shown that Manuka honey attacks harmful oral bacteria associated with plaque formation, gum inflammation, and tooth decay. Specifically, research has shown that Manuka honey with a high antibacterial activity is effective at inhibiting the growth of harmful oral bacteria. One study examined the effects of chewing or sucking on a honey chew on the reduction of plaque and gingivitis. The honey chew was made of Manuka honey and similar to a chewy honey candy. After their three daily meals, participants were instructed to either chew or suck on the honey chew for 10 minutes or chew a sugar-free gum. The honey chew group showed a significant reduction in plaque and gingivital bleeding compared to those who chewed the sugar-free gum. 
The idea of consuming honey for good oral health may seem counterintuitive, as you've probably been told that consuming too many sweets can lead to cavities. However, unlike candy and refined sugar, Manuka honey's potential antibacterial effects may make it unlikely to contribute to cavities or tooth decay. Number three, soothe a sore throat. If you're suffering from a sore throat, Manuka honey can provide some relief. Its antiviral and antibacterial properties can reduce inflammation and attack bacteria that cause pain. Not only does Manuka honey attack harmful bacteria, it also coats the inner lining of the throat for a soothing effect. A recent study in patients undergoing treatment for head and neck cancer observed the effects of consuming Manuka honey on bacteria responsible for sore throats. Interestingly enough, researchers found a significant decrease after they consumed Manuka honey. Moreover, Manuka honey decreases harmful oral bacteria that causes a specific type of side effect of radiation and chemotherapy. Mucositis results in inflammation and painful ulcerations of the mucous membranes lining the esophagus and digestive tract. For quite some time, various types of honey have been touted as natural cough suppressants as well. In fact, one study found honey as effective as a common cough suppressant. Although Manuka honey wasn't used in this study, it's likely to be just as effective at suppressing coughs. Number four, helping to prevent gastric ulcers. Stomach ulcers are one of the most common illnesses affecting humans. They are sores that form in the lining of the stomach, causing stomach pain, nausea, and bloating. H. pylori is a common type of bacteria that is responsible for the majority of gastric ulcers. Research suggests that Manuka honey may help treat gastric ulcers caused by this particular bacteria. For example, a test tube study examined its effects on biopsies of gastric ulcers caused by H. pylori. The results were positive and implied that Manuka honey is a useful antibacterial agent against H. pylori. However, a small two-week study in 12 individuals who took one tablespoon of Manuka honey by mouth daily showed it did not decrease the bacteria. Thus, more research is needed to fully assess its ability to treat gastric ulcers. Gastric ulcers can also be caused by excessive alcohol consumption. Yet, a study in rats showed that Manuka honey helped prevent the alcohol-induced gastric ulcers. Number five, improved digestive symptoms. Irritable bowel syndrome is a common digestive disorder. Its associated symptoms include constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and irregular bowel movements. Interestingly, researchers have discovered that regularly consuming Manuka honey may help decrease these symptoms. Manuka honey has been proven to improve antioxidant status and reduce inflammation in rats with both IBS and ulcerative colitis, a type of inflammatory bowel disease. It has also been shown to attack bacterial infections that cause severe diarrhea and inflammation of the bowel. It's important to note the above studies observe Manuka honey's influence on bacterial infections in rat and test tube studies. Further research is still needed to come to a full conclusion regarding its influence on bacterial infections in the bowels of humans. Number six, Manuka honey may treat symptoms of cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis is an inherited disorder that damages the lungs and can also affect the digestive system and other organs. It affects the cells that produce mucus, causing mucus to be abnormally thick and sticky. This thick mucus clogs airways and ducts, making it difficult to breathe. 
Unfortunately, upper respiratory infections are quite common in people with cystic fibrosis. Manuka honey has been shown to fight bacteria that cause upper respiratory infections. One study observed the effectiveness of Manuka honey against bacteria in people with cystic fibrosis. Results indicated that it inhibits the growth and works in conjunction with antibiotic treatment. Therefore, researchers concluded that Manuka honey may play an important role in treating upper respiratory infections, especially in people with cystic fibrosis. Number seven, treat acne. Acne is usually caused by hormonal changes, but can also be a reaction to poor diet, stress, or bacteria growth in clogged pores. The antimicrobial activity of Manuka honey when used in combination with a low pH product is often marketed to fight acne. Manuka honey can help keep your skin free of bacteria, which could expedite the acne healing process. Also, given its anti-inflammatory properties, Manuka honey is said to decrease inflammation associated with acne. Yet, there is very limited research on Manuka honey's ability to treat acne. However, one study investigated the effects of Kanuka honey, which has antibacterial properties similar to those of Manuka honey. It found that Kanuka honey was as effective as antibacterial soap at improving acne. It is important to note that further research is needed to declare Manuka honey as a useful home remedy for acne. For most people, Manuka honey is safe to consume. However, some people should consult a doctor before using it, including people with diabetes, those who may be allergic to honey or bees, and infants. The bottom line, Manuka honey is a unique type of honey. Its most notable attribute is its effect on wound management and healing. Manuka honey also has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory properties that may help treat numerous ailments, including irritable bowel syndrome, gastric ulcers, and periodontal disease, as well as upper respiratory infections. Further research is warranted to support its beneficial properties. All things considered, Manuka honey is likely an effective treatment strategy that may accelerate the healing process when used in conjunction with more conventional therapies. That is pretty interesting. Next article. Seriously, what's the deal with Ezekiel bread and is it even good for you? Stacy Feintuch wrote this article. Everything you've ever wanted to know about the popular sprouted bread. Carbs get a bad rap on the nutrition circuit. You may have been tempted to cut all of them out of your diet. Let's face it, those refined white grains are high in simple sugar and low in fiber. That means they're not optimal if you're trying to maintain your blood sugar and lose weight. But if you try to go the low-carb route, you may have resorted to alternatives that are bland in taste and crumbly in texture. Now you don't have to do that thanks to something called Ezekiel bread. And it is a buzzword these days when it comes to bread. It became an obsession for many with a cult following for a good reason. The bread's sprouted grains are brimming with nutrients like protein as well as fiber, which improves your gut health and lowers your cholesterol. The popularity of Ezekiel bread is due in part to its health benefits and its array of vitamins and minerals. That's why you may want to ditch the squishy white stuff called bread for a slice of Ezekiel. Pick up a loaf at your local supermarket and you'll never look at regular bread the same again. So what is Ezekiel bread? Ezekiel bread is made from several types of legumes and organic sprouted whole grains. It contains two types of legumes, both soybeans and lentils, and four types of cereal grains, barley, millet, spelt, and wheat. The sprouting happens before it's made into bread. Its value lies in its germination process. Use it anywhere you would use bread. Since it comes in flavors like cinnamon, raisin, and sesame, it can work well as a meal, snack, or craving satisfier. Whip up an Ezekiel grilled cheese sandwich, avocado toast, French toast, or panini. 
Grab some to make French toast or stuffing. Yes, Ezekiel bread is versatile and can easily replace your regular bread. Toast them up and make nutritious croutons with it as well. Ezekiel bread nutrition. Nutritionists and chefs rave about Ezekiel's health benefits. Its bread is about as nutrient dense as it gets. During sprouting, the grain's nutrients and antioxidant levels increase. The whole grains in the bread have all parts of the seed, the endosperm, the germ, and the brain. Sprouting breaks down the brain. Fat releases enzymes, which allow for maximum vitamin mineral absorption. Bran contains B vitamins that promote energy production and metabolism. The bread is also rich in antioxidants, calcium, iron, niacin, and zinc. The sprouted grains and other ingredients in Ezekiel bread have just started to germinate and are harvested before they get a chance to grow into a plant. These sprouted nutrients are more accessible and the bread made with them tends to offer nutrients. It has all nine essential amino acids. It lacks sugar or artificial dyes. It's low in sodium and high in protein and fiber. Sprouted grains are easier to digest since they contain less hard to digest starches. That means the nutrients are easier to absorb. Ezekiel has more protein, more fiber, and a lower glycemic index for those who want to maintain blood sugar levels. It's also dense in plant phytochemicals that have health benefits like helping to reduce inflammation, balancing blood sugar, and promoting fullness. They also have a higher degree of digestibility. Sprouted grains can boost the absorption of folate, iron, zinc, magnesium, and vitamin C. So is it good for you? Ezekiel is about as nutrient-rich of a bread as you can find. Swap refined white or even whole grain bread for Ezekiel. Many other types of breads are made from not good for you refined wheat and often contain added sugars and preservatives. The sprouted grains provide nutrients, include a variety of minerals, and the bread is a good source of both protein and fat. It also promotes a healthy gut. The health of our gut is the epicenter of every area of health. So is Ezekiel bread a protein or carb? And it's actually both. Ezekiel is high carb and also high in plant protein food. The basic bread contains 15 carbs per slice and 5 grams of protein. However, these numbers can change depending on what variety you choose, whether it has raisins, etc. Why is Ezekiel bread good for weight loss? It's common to find a slice of whole grain bread, 110 calories. One slice of Ezekiel bread contains 80 calories, 0.5 grams of fat, and 3 grams of fiber. Swapping a higher calorie bread for a lower calorie one can help promote the calorie reduction needed for weight loss. Typically, this bread won't spike blood glucose. That means it's a healthier choice to prevent fat storage over time. Keeping insulin and glucose low creates optimal health and potential weight loss. Also, to lose weight, you need to eat fewer calories than you expend. Swapping a high-calorie bread for a lower-calorie one could help with weight loss. Most types of bread contain sugar or sweeteners. Ezekiel does not. That alone puts it one step above most breads. Also, it's high in protein and fiber, so it will keep you full longer, and that means you'll eat less. After you eat this bread, you tend to feel satisfied, doctors say, so you may not reach for more. But what does it taste like? It's quite pleasant and flavorful if you're accustomed to whole grain bread, say experts. And maybe not so much if you think white bread is the standard for bread. Still, it could take time to adapt to this bread's taste. It tastes like a cross between a whole wheat and a whole grain bread. It's nutty, dense, and chewy. Descriptions sometimes can be less flattering, though, often comparing it to having the texture of cardboard. The descriptions can sometimes sound unappetizing, and it can take time to adjust to the flavor. 
but toasting it changes it to more appealing texture and it's an excellent way to begin eating it. Does it have any side effects? Ezekiel bread can do a number on your stomach if you're not used to eating ample fiber. You may experience some gastrointestinal discomfort if you begin eating a lot of Ezekiel bread. Doctors suggest if you have this issue, slowly swap your regular bread for Ezekiel bread and don't go overboard on eating this bread just because it's good for you. Portion size matters despite being a flourless bread. So if you're avoiding gluten, you want to avoid Ezekiel as well. So go check out that Ezekiel bread if you're looking for something a little different and maybe a little bit more of a healthy option in the bread department. What it means if you're suddenly craving chocolate, according to registered dietitians. And Shelley Deering wrote this article. We've all been there, the dreaded 4 p.m. slump. To give yourself some extra energy to get to dinner time, you reach for the chocolate bar in your desk drawer or cut yourself an extra slice of chocolate cake at the office party. Or maybe you're just someone who can't resist chocolate no matter what time of the day it is. And we won't blame you. Most people find chocolate to be intoxicating and the cravings can be traced all the way back to our ancestors. Registered dietitians say that early humans viewed the desire for sugar and fat as beneficial because that has been something that has been evolved with us over time. She says a sensitivity to sweet taste allowed individuals to distinguish fruit that was at the peak of freshness and vitamin and mineral content. An enjoyment of fat propelled people to eat high-fat foods, which increased the chance of survival during periods of food scarcity. Although most of us are fortunate enough to have nutrient-dense food available to us at any time, doctors say the food industry reinforces this innate desire for sugar and fat by creating foods like chocolate that for some of us is not just satisfying, it's irresistible. Doctors add that when someone eats dark chocolate, it releases a chemical that elevates mood along with endorphins that can keep anxiety and stress at bay. In other words, the high you experience after eating chocolate isn't just in your head, it's very real and we've been wired to experience it for thousands upon thousands of years. But apart from evolutionary destiny, chocolate cravings can be caused by something happening in your body. Here are some possible causes. Number one, sugar cravings. One of the top reasons you're craving chocolate shouldn't come as a surprise. Your sweet tooth is in full gear and chocolate is the only thing that will satiate your cravings. Doctors say that one of the most probable reasons you're experiencing chocolate cravings is simply that you desire sugar and fat, two things that chocolate is chocked full of. A magnesium deficiency. Some people may tend to be low in magnesium. Your chocolate craving could actually be your body signaling that needs more of this essential nutrient, which aids in energy production and muscle function. Doctors say that healthy adult men should generally consume 400 to 420 milligrams of magnesium daily, while healthy adult women should consume 310 to 320. Even though this can be accomplished through supplements or food that are naturally high in magnesium like pumpkin seeds, avocados, beans, nuts, and leafy green vegetables, you may specifically crave dark chocolate, which is a good source of magnesium. If you're experiencing anxiety, sleep issues, and achy muscles, it would be a good idea to get your magnesium level checked by a healthcare practitioner to see what else may be going on. Number three, hormonal changes. When PMS hits, do you find yourself reaching for a pint of chocolate ice cream? It's common for hormonal changes to bring chocolate cravings, and this can be due to stress, menstrual period, or pregnancy, and these can be reasons people may crave chocolate. Four, low blood sugar. You're starving, you haven't eaten in hours, and you're starting to feel woozy. The only word popping up in your head in that very moment is the chocolate. Might be chocolate, so you chow down on a bag of M&Ms to instantly feel better. That low blood sugar can absolutely encourage chocolate cravings. 
If someone waits too long between meals, their blood sugar drops and we want an energy boost of chocolate. Number five, a regular chocolate habit. Our bodies and minds remember and latch onto daily habits, whether they're beneficial or not. And one of your habits just might be eating chocolate regularly, causing continual cravings for it. Some research suggests that chocolate consumption becomes a habit and can follow an addiction model due to brain chemistry. And number six, mood drop. Doctors say that to relieve stress, improve your mood, and alleviate anxiety, it can feel natural to want chocolate, which provides a temporary soothing feeling and can make you feel better. So go ahead, indulge, but choose your chocolate wisely. Reach for the chocolate if that's what you really want. When you withhold a desirable food from your diet, the chances go up exponentially. You'll cave and probably overdo it. After all, too much sugar and fat can be detrimental to overall health, from your mental wellness to putting yourself at risk for physical conditions like diabetes and heart disease. But you can absolutely eat chocolate in moderation. The type and quality does make a difference, though. Chocolate is rich in profanols and compounds found in plant-based foods that carry many benefits like improved heart health and brain function. This is why it's important to choose the right kind of chocolate. Indulging in a raw cacao that is minimally processed is delicious and can help with many health conditions. Dark chocolates are higher in concentration of profanols and antioxidants that can help in reducing inflammation, which is linked to the onset of depression. Raw cacao or dark chocolate that are not processed have more magnesium and propanols than processed cocoa chocolate and milk chocolate. So the next time you're at the grocery store, keep your eye out for raw cacao nibs, which can be blended into smoothies, or look for dark chocolate bars with at least 70% cocoa. Doctors also suggest other ways to get your chocolate fix, like eating mini chocolate bars as a substitute for regular sizes, or you can gain the benefit of chocolate cocoa taste without adding fat by sprinkling unsweetened cocoa powder and one to two teaspoons of confectionery sugar on fresh defrosted blueberries, fresh melon chunks, or canned pineapple. Gonna have to try that. The next article, the one hot drink you should have every night before bed to lose weight for 2023. And Meryl Reedman wrote this article. Healthy weight loss is mainly determined by the habits you establish each day and how they reinforce your desired results. Adjusting your lifestyle to work towards your fitness goals may seem like it's based on the elimination of your favorite unhealthy foods, but try to reframe your mindset to appreciate the foods you can and should be eating instead of focusing on what to avoid. The evening time can be a breeding ground for bad habits like binge eating and drinking, but there's one dietitian approved hot drink for your bedtime routine which should help you lose weight effectively and keep it off. So what is it? Ginger tea. Ginger tea is great for weight loss and sleep, according to doctors. In order to achieve weight loss, sleep should actually be a top priority and could be the one thing standing in the way of your goals. We now know that sleep and metabolism have a greater correlation than we often realize. During the REM portions of sleep, our metabolism ramps up and our bodies burn more calories. This process can be enhanced by consuming certain nutrients or food compounds before bed. Hot drinks are a great way to get in these metabolism-boosting ingredients before bed while also helping us relax in preparation. Incorporating ginger tea into your bedtime ritual will help boost your sleep, in turn enhancing your body's ability to lose weight by speeding up your metabolism. Studies have shown ginger's impact on speeding up our body's calorie-burning capabilities along with additional benefits like improved blood sugar and cholesterol levels. A metabolism boost is great for weight loss as it helps to burn more calories and maximize your body's energy stores. When you prioritize sleep, your body has more energy throughout the day, giving you more strength in your workouts, which is a key part of weight loss. 
In a study monitoring athletic performance in collegiate basketball players who were getting 10 hours of sleep a night, it was found the students became more athletic and experienced increased energy after focusing on their sleep. While your goal is not likely to become a collegiate athlete, having more energy in your day will allow you to live more comfortably and easily lose weight as your body has a proper fuel to function. Bottom line, if you're working to integrate more healthy habits into your routine for weight loss, ginger tea will soon be your secret weapon. Not only does it contain a multitude of nutrients and antioxidants to ease inflammation, increase digestion, and boost your metabolism, but your sleep will also benefit and you'll find yourself waking up well-rested and ready to make healthy choices throughout the day. Forget about an ICAP to send yourself off to sleep. Ginger tea is your key to success heading into 2023. And I went and bought a bag of it the other day, so I'm going to give it a shot as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in to listen to this episode. All of the articles that we've used on the show today are listed in our show notes, as well as our email address. And we would encourage you to shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. And please join us again next time when we talk about more diet diatribes and other interesting diet and health tips. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always live your very best life. Bye.